recording. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> gotta hit that record button. It's the second time it's happened. I, as soon as we get on, people, we gotta hit the damn record right. button. Here we go. Three, two, one. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Grub and Seasoning. Sitting next to me is our sweet and sassy, sometimes salty showrunner, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. And guest host today on the episode, we've got Paul Jimenez. Big Paul on the grill. Jimenez. 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 Dude, she went on. What you... She went over this with me like... I even wrote out a pronunciation, but I didn't, I didn't show it to we you. We were sitting you, there, she goes, it's just like this. <laughs> H-I-M? You can just do it that way. It's, it's, it's with a J, but yeah. Could you just say it? Jimenez. Jimenez. Okay, thank you. All right, like, well... Like him? Uh-huh. And Ez. There you go. All right, well, I'll screw it up again. That's but good. He still calls Mike Byler, yeah. Mike Beeler, Beeler. and Lou Beeler. Kittrell... Cottrell's. <laughs> How about y'all just kiss my ass? How about that? That'd be that'd be a good thing to do. But anyways, we've got a great episode for you guys today. We are going to be talking all things chili. There's a lot of cool trends that have been hitting out on the Instagram, social medias. We're going to talk about those. But what we got to do first, what we always do, we got to catch up. And Paul, welcome to the show. And what are you sipping on, brother? First of all, huge fan. This is like a dream come true. This is a blast. And I am sipping on some... High West Midwinter Nights Dram. Mm. Ooh, yeah, that's we a, like that one. That that's a good. cold fire, you know, snuggle up. So this is, I, I'm in New York, and this is really legitimately the first cool night that we've had in New York this year. Oh. So it was it was time to cozy up with a little rye. Well, what's so. up? What's up? What's up? Oh, okay. But what's the proof? Oh, I was going to ask. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. What are we at? We are at... 98.6. See, like to me, when we had that one, it's like Christmas in a bottle. Like it's yes. definitely cold weather bourbon. Well, I think it's a combination of because it's a blend of rye, of rye and then they they finish it in French oak port barrels. So that's, I think that gives you a little, little, little mm. warmth in the chest. It kind of, uh, it it's, drinks a little higher proof than it really is. I yeah, think. than a 98. But see, the thing, the difference is, Paul, a cool night for you and a cool night for us are two different things. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool 54 degrees outside right now for us, and Stacy would be uh, freezing without see, a See, I'm already in a hoodie. I'm in a hoodie in, in the summer anyways, so. Well, we're at 53 degrees here right now, oh. and it Seventy-five oh. two days ago. So man, <laughs> very nice. I thought yeah. y'all would have been colder. Well, anyways. Well, Joel, I poured him a nice pour, and I was, you know, it's it's a blind pour for him. Um, I was not able to hide the fact that it was a fresh crack because that sucker just went yeah. so loud Boom. in the kitchen. So, um, you have you have never had this before, ever, ever. Oh, okay. So I needed uh, it. I needed it in a snifter. Salami to Paul. Right. Um, thank you for coming and co-hosting with us. Salami, brother. Thank you for having me. Right, salami. salami. Oh, hey. What are you thinking there, Joel? That is good. This is ryish. 
It is awry. Mm. That's why I was I was laughing when you said that yours, Paul, is, is awry as well. Mm. Tell me that's oh, not amazing. I know exactly what this is. This is batch number e twelve of Roaming Man. It is not eleven. Oh, that is a very good guess. But this is actually E. H. Taylor straight rye. Dang, oh. strong man. What are we uh, sitting uh, at? Bottled uh, and bound. I'm about to say hundred proof. Yeah, hundred proof. And that, that kind of that's it's a stout, solid taste for that. Have you mm. have you had this one yet? I have not had the rye, no. Okay. I've, I, that's one of the ones that I'm on the hunt for. So I, it's funny. I just did an event. We did a, a catering event in our town a few weeks ago. And I ran, have you ever seen online Dan the Bourbon Man? Yes. Yeah, I follow him. Uh-huh. So, so Dan the I followed that page. I actually found this bottle last year using Dan the Bourbon Man's map on uh, on his website where uh-huh. they people can go in and put where they where they do their finds. And so I'm cooking up some pork butts at this event. And this guy comes up to me. He goes, I think we follow each other. I'm Dan the Bourbon Man. <gasps> I was really? like, oh, man. I said, I actually use your website to go search for stuff all the time. Turns out he lives three blocks away from me. No, no way. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. follow him. What a hookup. That's great. That's that, awesome. so, that is cool. So absolutely. Just the other day, he, he shoots me a note. And he's like, hey, uh, there's, a, there's a place on the five corners, which is literally three blocks from my house, that has Midwinter's Night's Dram uh, Act 8. You know, from which was last year's, they still got a couple unopened ones. I said, you know what? I found it on your map last year, and I bought three bottles, so I still have a couple unopened. That's the thing is, we have we've had about two thirds of a bottle of that mid midwinter's night dram uh, for about two years now, and it and really it's because we only like drinking it on those cold nights, and we're try- I've been savoring. You want to like ration it? I look at it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't because you don't you don't find those very often. And when so I don't know I've just I've been rushing it out and it's kind of a shame because it's such a good pour. I gotta say, but you're so, right because I didn't touch it during the summer months. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely a fireplace type of. It's a uh, bourbon amen, blanket. Amen Something I need to say about this one, you know, when you I don't know Paul if you've ever had the opportunity to go and like tour some of these distilleries. I have not. Okay. It's on my bucket list. Okay. Sure. So Buffalo Trace, when you're walking through their little town and just the air. The way the air smells, like that yeasty bread, that freaking uh, awesome. That is the aftertaste on this. It is so defined. Yeah, defined. Defined. I'm making up new words already. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, we do need to mention, you know, um, speaking of bourbon, you know, bougie Jeremy was unable to join us tonight. Um, he has been touring Bardstown and all kinds of stuff um, out there in Kentucky. So he is currently on the bourbon trail in. Um, doing that kind of stuff. I see a sad face. So funny story there, about buddy. that one is that I actually was invited to that tour <gasps> and wound up passing on it because I had a, I had an event that I had to do this weekend, but I was, uh, I was supposed to head down to Bardstown and then I've gotten to look and very sadly look online and see all these amazing pictures of Jeremy watching the barrels get charred and uh-huh. how cool was that? dinners and I, I reached out to the guys at Bardstown and I was like, you know what, man, I'm missing it, but at least you've got a good crew down there and I look forward to coming out next time. You could have hung out with them. You guys could have been hanging out together. That would have yeah, been fun. Down here, Campbell's down there. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a nice crew down there. Yeah. So they look like they're having a blast. Well, speaking of uh, crew, you know, me and you are in the same fantasy football uh, league. And uh, you kicked my ass when I played you. And I've been, I started off strong, and I've been getting my ass kicked on it's a so regular basis. Well, there's no one good to draft. And I'm not good at the trading stuff. And all my players are freaking hurt. So I got a bunch of jabrones. 
And I'm just, at this point, I'm like throwing my hands up like. No, don't don't give up because so much can happen. Well, I think it started when you showed up to the draft maybe three minutes before the draft kicked off and said, hey, is this a PPR league? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't so know. unprepared. What's the, I don't know what that website? means. <laughs> yeah, how do I get there? Hey, but I had an A-plus draft, bro. I mean, listen, this league went from serious pre-draft trash talking to silence. So we, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know, maybe Swiss is taking a nap. Uh, we, but we need more trash talk in this league. We do, but the thing it's is, I'm man, not in it. a bunch of yes. us, a bunch of us that were the trash talkers, uh, our team sucked big, giant ones, and so we had nothing to trash talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, I'm on a little bit of a cold streak right now, but you know that's that's what I get for being a Niners fan. Yeah, and, you know, having right. some underperforming players and injured players and all that. So, well, did you, did you watch any college football over the weekend? You know, I'm not a huge college football fan, uh-huh. but just because I, I, you know, I didn't go to a big school, but I am a sports center fanatic, so Dude. I saw some drama. You saw some drama <laughs> where baby. you guys live. I tell you so what, terrible. Man, this game, man, the Tennessee Vols—they played Ole Miss. You know, the Lane Train came back into Knoxville. Of course, we have some salty. We're still salty over what he did back in '09 or whenever it and, was. And you know what? You know, I'm sure everybody listening has heard about it, but just background, 54 seconds left in this game. It's a five-point game. Tennessee Vols, you know, who just have a brand-new coach that they hired, Josh Heupel, um, they're within five points of a number 13 team, Ole Miss, okay? Things are going great. There's momentum. We've well, we've got the ball. Things aren't going great. Well, they're going great up against We're a number losing. 13 team when we get beat by a freaking – Here's the deal, bro. ETSU. I've been thinking long and hard about this. I didn't like how they were trashing the field and how they were throwing stuff, the projectiles. People can get hurt. But what I did like is uh, uh, the past decade, this this fan base has just been beat down over and over and over. And I never thought that I was, at least this soon, I was going to see this fan base be this hyped up. For this coach and this team, especially trashy. this bunch of, I mean, we got a bunch of, you know, ragtag, you know, three-star dudes out there, four-star dudes, you know, very few of them, because we, when our coach got hired, we lost 25 players, yep. All our best running backs, our quarterback was left, which he wasn't very good. We had O-line guys leaving. It was crazy. But so I appreciate the passion. But dude, trashing to feel like that—that's that—that's. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it was what a fourth and twenty-four, and so I, number one, I think it was a first down. <laughs> that's, that's Amen. My Amen. Yeah. You know? Amen. Yeah, I think it was a first down. But my my first question is: I get water bottles. Everybody's got a water bottle in their hand. Why did so many people have golf balls in a football stadium? And, a, and mustard. And mustard. There's mustard. a mustard shortage, <laughs> and they're throwing that shit around the field. Well, maybe it was empty. You know, <laughs> they couldn't have got it that far with an empty bottle. Yeah. But I mean, seriously though, that really, you know, from, you know, a, a stadium that holds 107,000 people, you know, from the, how high that that can go, something so small could be a projectile. Someone could have gotten hurt and, and it's trashy, but like, it was a hell those of a coaches game. and those players were working hard out there and they didn't deserve that. But you know what? It was back and forth. It was a freaking gritted out, you know, smash mouth football. Awesome game. One of the best games I've seen in a really long time. And I'm, maybe I'm partial because my team was a part of it. But it was a first down. It was, it a, was a first down. <laughs> it was a first down. <laughs> hey, we haven't talked about our, our uh, big giveaway. Oh, that's right. So um, uh, right now going on this week, 
We until are, Sunday. Reload Rub and Seasoning is going to be doing a, a big giveaway. We've got a, a custom Big Frig cooler. It's a one-of-a-kind military green with the Reload logo on top. Yeah, so it's a limited edition military green color that they had on their Badlands cooler. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, can't get it anymore. You cannot get that color. And it's one of a kind. Uh, totally got a Reload logo on top. Um we're going to be filling that thing up with a huge halt of a meat package. Uh, love those guys, sponsor of the show. But they, they, they're going to hook you up with a massive halt of a meat package to go in that cooler. And Reload's going to be throwing in a bunch of seasoning. Yeah. The, whole, the whole lineup. So to enter this giveaway, it started yesterday. It's going until Sunday. Um Sunday till midnight, U.S. residents only. All you have to do is place an order at ReloadRub.com. Doesn't matter what it is. Uh, Every order between uh, yesterday and Sunday at midnight uh, gets entered. So uh, we're going to be doing a random drawing after that. Uh, Just some of the things I want to tell you what's in the Haltman meat package. Because I know, Paul, you love Haltman meats as much as we do. While you pull that up, I'll tell you how good Haltman family meats is. Yeah. Donated a couple of amazing packages to the Pauly Strong auction. They're so good that their package was won by a vegetarian. So No way. Green Egg Foodie on Instagram went deep into the pocketbook to go buy the Haltman Family Meats packages for charity. And she's a complete vegetarian, but she cooks up some amazing meats on the grill for her husband and for her family. So she sends me a text and she's like, hey, is it is it, you know, shameful as a vegetarian for me to go bid on the Haltman Family Meats packages because it all looks so good? I was like, absolutely not. Let's yeah. go. Do it. And, and it's not even about looks with them. Like, seriously, like we order all the time from them. Um, can it's we talk about really that? Can we talk stuff. about them for a minute? I mean, there's a lot of different meat companies out there, but there is something special about Haltman's, like the way they select their meat and how beautiful it is, how it's never frozen. It's they, you order it, they butcher it. It's to you in two day, two days, three days max. It's like going right packed, to the butcher counter. It's packed so pristine. And I've never seen fillets or ribeyes with the kind of marbling that I get coming out of them. Yeah, and I you're will never the same make price. another pork butt again. That's not a Haltman's pork butt. Yeah. Right. I have a picture on Instagram of me seasoning twelve of them. So I reached out to Haltman's, and Mike sent twelve ten-pound pork butts, and every single one of them was perfectly identical. Mm-hmm. The most perfect symmetrical cut and trimming. I mean, you absolute pure perfection. It made I, it so so easy. I've had I've had other companies send us you know meat. And what I, that's what They're I, just pre- disappointing. it is, you get it. And it looks, it's a mangled mess. All right. It's not the, 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 the quality isn't as good. Every single cut that I get from Haltman is it's all trimmed up. It's beautiful. I don't have to do a damn thing to it, but season it and put it in the smoker on the grill every single yep. time. So what I right, tell, tell everybody what we got in the package and then we got to head to a break. All right. So two prime fillets, which is like prime plus. Cause let's like the marbling is ridiculous. Uh, two prime dry aged ribeyes. Two pieces of prime skirt steak, one short rib plate, and they sent us some for the photography. And I'm gonna tell you, this big old plate of short ribs, massive. Uh, four pieces of boneless pork chops, three piece boneless chicken breast, four of the bacon cheddar burgers, which are amazing. Mm-hmm. They're half pound burgers. Yep. Uh, a pack of maple breakfast links, which are crack, and uh, two pounds of bacon. So, um, meat package, cooler, and a reload package. Just place an order, reloadrub.com, get you entered. Uh, go ahead and do it now. Yep. 
because yeah. it's not going to last. You know, this, this can be a short competition for a pretty awesome freaking prize. Yeah, and if you need meats, uh, HaltmanFilmyMeats.com, use uh, code TRP21. And, and who doesn't need meats right now? Because meats are ridiculously priced. Yeah, it's so. crazy. I felt like I shouldn't have even made the pork butts that I got because then I'm seeing on the news that they're having even more pork shortages specifically. Oh, And Buh. this stuff is like gold. But they were so incredible and they were perfect. We did 12 of them three weeks ago and yeah. I did another four Haltman pork butts this past week. So Holy smokes. Yeah. Get it? Time to buy, ah, it's, time, it's time to buy some of that, uh, the bacon, the maple pork links. Um, I'm telling you. Their pork chops, pork butts, and, and kind of hoard them. Well, they're spot on about those links, though. Those links are crack. Let's just crack. It's because they put meth in them. That's what it is. That's what it is. We I do. Guess. We do. We do it with our seasoning. If you haven't noticed, yeah. that's the third ingredient in the magnum. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break, and on the other side, we're going to dive straight into chili, y'all. So stick around. We'll see you on the other side. What's up, y'all? If you're listening to this podcast and you've not tried Reload Rub and seasoning yet, man, you are doing a disservice to you and your food. Guys at ReloadRub.com, we have everything you need to up your cooking game. You want to be a better barbecuer? ReloadRub.com. You want to be that badass at the tailgate? ReloadRub.com. Listen, if you're an outdoorsman and you want to show off your wild game culinary skills, ReloadRub.com has the stuff you need to do it. So right now, head to ReloadRub.com and use code TRP21 and you can get free shipping off your entire order, y'all. So grab all the seasoning that you need to be that badass in the kitchen or in the outdoors. Heck, while you're at it, grab you some swag too. ReloadRub.com. Head there right now. Use TRP21 and get everything you need for that cooking experience you deserve. All right, guys, so we are back from the break, and it's time to dive straight into this stuff we're calling chili. And my first question to Stace oh. and Paul, to both of you guys, because this is, a, this is a debatable topic. What is chili? And, well, matter of fact, let me, let me condense that. It's such a broad term. No, no. Oh, chili. Beans or no beans? How about that? For chili... Beans. Yeah, Stace, what do you think? Yeah, for chili, I think beans should be in there. Do I like a chili that doesn't have beans? Yes, but I like to put, like, I think of that more as, like, a meat sauce or, like, a goulash, mm-hmm. different herbs and stuff. But chili, when you say chili, whether it's white chicken chili, uh, chili con carne, it's going to have beans in it. Right. That's my that's my final answer. Paul, where you at, homie? So I, I was on Team Stacy for the longest time. However, mm. I will say my wife doesn't like beans in her chili. Happy wife, happy life. I no longer put beans in the chili when I make it. No. However, I will say this. So we did Big Green Egg, and I'm on, I'm on Big Green Egg's Team Green. They do their big Eggtoberfest every year in person in Atlanta, and it's, yeah. been, it's gone virtual for the last two years. And so this year they asked – my daughter, Little Jules on the Grill, and I to close out Eggtoberfest and do we were doing an over-the-top chili. And when we're on there, we had a couple hundred people on viewing the live. We did a takeover on the BGE page as we were doing it, and people are passionate oh, yeah. about I chili. Know. It's like and the pineapple like, on pizza thing. Either you like pineapple on pizza or you're wrong. That's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. That's yeah. Well, in the hunting world, people do this exact same thing over calibers. Or broadheads, 
It's, you know, and at the end of the day, if you put it in the right place, it does the job. But what were they doing? They get, they heckle in on there about the, the beans? They're, they're heck, I mean, listen, I, I, the way that I explain it when I'm making it, right? And as I'm explaining it to the several hundred people that are on there, chili to me is an art form. It's, it gives you the ability to express yourself how, how you like it. It is. What it's like you a canvas. Yeah, I probably have made chili a hundred times. Yeah. And I've probably made it a hundred different ways. I've ne- I don't have a set recipe that I follow that I throw the same thing in every time. Some days I want to throw in a little bit more jalapenos or some chunky mixed vegetables in there. There's some times when my wife's not looking, I sneak in some beans here and there uh-huh. you know, to, until she notices it. As long as you're throwing a ton of the right spices and chili powder in there. Now, I did make the mistake a few weeks ago. I had family over and they were super excited for chili. And I made the mistake of using a two uh, or it was a cup, a full cup of ancho chili powder instead of regular dark chili powder. Oh, and wow. let me tell you, that is what I like. I want to eat chili and I want to breathe fire after yeah. that. So you, <laughs> so you like your chili to be like sweaty, forehead, face kind of hurts a little bit. Face hurts a lot, a lot. And I need a towel to soak up the sweat from my face when I'm done. That's chilly to me. Okay. Well, back to the bean thing, though. Like, is it just it's another debatable it, topic. It, the, the thing is, like, because I, you know, I'm just forget about time because I want to talk about this. Hmm. Did you look at my dish in there after I got done eating chili? No. There was a pile of beans at the bottom. All right, look. Here's now listen, the, okay. I like some beans in there, but your bean ratio is like 50% bean, 50% meat. Chili's supposed to be chunky. Okay, but I like I like the beans, but just at a smaller ratio. So that's What kind just, of beans? That's Chili? the thing. That kidney is beans? the thing. Pinto, okay. pinto and light red kidney beans. Okay. Okay. Now, that's now, now there's, like you said, it's a canvas. You know, it's, you can get artistic with it. You do a smoky buck bean chili, which is venison, uh, yep. green peppers, um, it's sweet. I'm sorry, there's something in my eyeball. Um, so it's, but in that one, you use four types of beans. You use light red, dark do, red, pinto. Do, do the beans talk into the mic? Beans don't talk into the mic. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, and then the the northern, yep. the cannellini, the white northern beans, are they, or navy beans? Okay, hang on. Hang on, I got to jump in here because I'm with you. I'm with you guys on 90% of everything you're saying as far as it's a canvas, it's so much fun. You can just pull so many different flavors at when you're making a chili. You can really go hog wild with it. Um, but I'm so, I am hard-pressed that it has to have beans in it. I'm fine with it. Hard-pressed. Because I feel like at that point, you are just making like a meat sauce. So you're the question is... You're making a really fancy meat sauce. Now, if, if you're not going to put beans, I feel like there has to be some so, sort of other texture in there like corn or something or i don't green know peppers maybe yeah something like that i don't know if uh, if you know heavy, so I heavier do, tomatoes or whatnot i get three bell peppers i get a red an orange and a green Ooh. and i dice up the bell peppers pretty chunky uh-huh. and i'll dice up a jalapeno pretty chunky i leave the seeds and all of that in there so that mixed in with onions and garlic and then i've been doing this over the top chili which you guys have probably seen all over instagram these uh-huh. days and that, the way that the, the meat cooks on that and the way you break it in through the grate after you're done cooking it, it creates some some serious texture. I know there's people that have to put flour in chili or whatever to try and thicken it. 
I mean, this, between all of the chunky vegetables and the chunky pieces of meat, there's no thickening needed. I mean, this thing is, I mean, you, it sticks to the spoon when you hold the spoon I saw upside. your video of it, and it was. That was a thick-ass bowl of chili. And the color. I don't know if it had to do with it, the fact that it smoked and kind of reduced down some, but the color was such a rich, dark red, like, oh. All right, well, this is a good segue into this, because this is... But wait, I, I, just a quick question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, and, and then I, I'm totally on with going on to the next thing that we're going to talk about. Um, you did it for uh, Egg Fest, you said. You and Little Jewel yeah. on the grill. Yep. You, and you, in front of all these people, did you put beans yep. in then? We did not put beans in Because you think pe- people's choice, like, you oh. would think that you would say, oh, okay, well, you know the majority wants beans. So, no, and I, and I don't... I will tell you, when we have to do something like an Egg Fest... Uh, we will do it the way that we normally would be preparing it for anybody. And when we did the chili, we were doing that chili because we had family coming over for dinner that evening. So that was not just a, an Instagram chili or an Instagram dish. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have it's done something you're proud of serving. Fantastic. And and I went on another live that I did on the BGE page a year earlier when we when we did a big uh, holiday with them, and we did paella, which is another oh, one man. that's just super. People get super passionate about, and I was getting lamb basted on there. About people, <laughs> God forbid, I stir the rice like to, to you can't touch the rice. That's not paella. It's a it's a nice rice dish, but you can't call that paella if you've touched the rice and not let it just sit there to get super crunchy on the bottom. And it's like, guys, come on. I, yeah, it was. It was a little ridiculous, but and in, at that in that one, I had my wife actually holding the camera, recording us. So she, I'm not seeing all these things coming in; she's just seeing all the all the attacks come in. I mean, there are people that absolutely love it, but then there's the opposite side, you know, on, on the, some of these social media lives where people just want to get their two cents in, no matter what. But we are going to make what we're making the way that we make it, the way that I make it for my family, and the way that they like it. So either people are going to love it or they're not, and we're hoping that when we do some of these lives that we're inspiring people to you know, cook something different than, than they would normally do, exit their comfort zone a little bit, and maybe try something new. So be true to yourself. That's it. Boom. Friggin' uh, Paul walking in and dropping a mic saying, shut the hell up. I'm making my own paella. <laughs> That's a confession. <laughs> I've never had paella. Yeah. Uh, Either, so bro. every time we, we go anywhere, if someone will ask Juliet, what's your favorite thing to make on the grill? And she'll turn around, she'll paella. And I was like, <laughs> how old is she? She's 11. 11 year old wanting paella. What? You know, and she loves cooking it. And, you know, awesome. we throw in chorizo and we throw in mm. mussels and clams and shrimp and scallops. The only thing she can't tolerate is watching the lobster crawl across the counter first, knowing that it's going to wind up being in <laughs> paella later on. <laughs> uh, I think we found another episode we need to do. No joke. That sounds fantastic. All right. So back I to think the it's talk- dinner that we need to do. How about that? Yes. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. So All right, the over the top chili. That's right. Let's get it. Let's get back. Let's bring us back into the chili talk. Um, over the top chili is something I've never heard of. And quite frankly, when I first saw it, I'm like, come on, that's a little ridiculous because I'm thinking to myself, all right, you're going to, if you want the drippings of the ground meat, you brown it up, pour you a little bit of juice in there, put everything in there. Put it in the smoker if you want to. Finish that jazz off. Let the sauce and the beans or whatever take on the the notes of the smoke. That was my first, you know what you know thought yep. about it. So then, and like you said, what it is, you get 
Do we we talked about this already? Where you put it over the top of the chili and put it in the smoker? Yeah, but I have questions about the method. Right, like, because he was talking about pressing the meat down into the grape. I yeah. want to start from the scratch. Well, start I, from the beginning. Yeah, but hang on. So that's that's and that's the thing. So we tried it tonight. We did a test run. We got our we got our two pounds of ground, and okay. then, and then we got that sucker in a loaf. Stacy seasoned it up with a little bit of high caliber uh, and uh, an experimental. Another experimental blend on top. Yep, yep, yep. She, we went ahead and made our soup, you know, and we uh, one of my chili recipes that I that I love to make, but I do I do with venison primarily. I add you know garlic paste. We do red wine, brown sugar, Tabasco, extra chili powder on top of that, and I think that's about it. Inside, it's amazing. Yeah, but it's then we, unreal. We also you know put in our seasonings and spices in there. Uh, so we made our soup. You know, had the onion in there, the beans. And uh, put it in the smoker. She put that jazz on top. We did it for an hour. We smoked it for an hour, um, but it just was not enough time, and we were getting hungry. Yep. So I ended up browning the meat. So um, it was only about eighty-seven degrees uh, after, after an, an hour at two twenty-five. That's so. What, what kind of smoker were you guys cooking it in? Pellet. Pellet grill. Okay. okay. We yeah. did it. What two seventy-five? You said. Uh, two twenty five. So I don't think I had it high enough. Evidently, yeah, I think a two seventy five to three twenty five. Well, you want to get the smoke. So when I you think, think of how long you're cooking a meatloaf of that caliber. I mean, I'm cooking a meatloaf of at least an hour of, th- of that big of a chunk. I right, so, so Paul, you're an expert. So I don't. I didn't give it enough time. And the over the top chili method. I I will say this. I'm gonna say I'm gonna end it out with. I loved this chili. I loved it. It seemed like more notes. Because I've made that, the chili, the ingredients I put in that soup, yep. I've made that hundreds of times. And it seemed like everything, and I don't know, but it seemed like everything was popping more this go around. And we'll share this recipe because I'm telling you, it was so bold and flavorful. It had that dark red look to it. Uh, it had a nice spicy kick in the back of the throat from the um, the you know, the smoked mm-hmm. jalapenos, the chipotle that were in the uh, high caliber blend. That's uh, chipotle garlic. So um, primarily seasoned it with that salt and pepper and chili powder. And yeah. I mean, money. So, so but I want to know from the professional who's done this, how do you do it? So, so we've been doing it for about five years. I think it was one of the first recipes I ever did when we got our first big green egg. So I have never done it on a pellet grill, but I could imagine that it would be very similar. So what we do is I'm going to take the, the cast iron stock pot or the cast iron Dutch oven, yep. the enamel Dutch oven, and I saute garlic, olive oil, and onions. And just until the onions get a little translucent, then we're dumping in the diced onions. So I, I mean, I'm sorry, the diced peppers, the uh, three bell peppers, a green, an orange, a yellow, a red, however you want to do it. What are you and then a jalapeno. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we throw three peppers and a jalapeno. Then I'm throwing in strain, a can of strained tomatoes, a can of tomato puree, and a can of finely chopped tomatoes, and then a cup of beef broth. Then I'm oh. throwing in a, a cup of chili powder, a, a tablespoon, a cup, a full cup of chili powder, a uh, tablespoon of oregano, a tablespoon of cumin, a tablespoon of salt, and a tablespoon of smoked paprika. There you oh. go. Yeah, that's a solid. That's so I mix. That's the sauce. So I'm mixing all of that up. Then I stick that indirect in the green egg. So we put the plate setter down, the convector, 
put the pot right on there. I have it the, the grill set for 250 degrees. Then we'll make the meatball. And the meatball you can season up. Like I've tried all different combinations of seasonings and things with the meatball. Yeah. I, I would definitely high calibers on the list to, to mix that in. But you take a two-pound meatball. And you're not going to compress it down too tight. You want it to be a, a little bit loose because you do want the drippings to come in. But it's not necessarily about the drippings. When you put it the grate over the – you put the, the, the grill grate then over the pot and then you put this two-pound meatball on there and then you close up the grill. What you're really doing, especially with a Kamado-style grill, is you're allowing the heat to convect over the yes. top continuously. And it's not just the heat. It's the smoke. Yeah. And one of the, my new favorite ingredients in just about everything that I cook with now are these barrel-proof bourbon-infused uh, blocks. Oh. So there's, there's a small business out of Kentucky. It's called Barrel Proof, and they make these uh, – on Instagram, they're Smoke Your Bourbon. But they make these blocks. It's oak wood. It's, it's, a, it's an oak bourbon barrel that's been cut up into Stop wood blocks. <laughs> so you, you get not only the oak flavor but this sweet – yeah. infused bourbon flavor that comes with it. I mean, you just open the bag of this stuff and stick your head in and it's we just need, absolutely We sad. need some of this. That sounds fantastic. I will have some sent to you guys because you have got to try We've this. We've got to try it. But you've got now that smoke, that oak bourbon infused smoke now continuing to flow over the top of the meat. And so we take the meat up to 160, 165. And I know people will say, well, that's absolutely crazy. That's like beyond well done meat. For me, it's once you get it into the chili, it doesn't matter because it's just all about the texture. Yeah, but I, I agree. Get that long will give you the chance to get more smoke on it. Yeah, because it doesn't matter when you're putting ground meat into a soup. That you don't have to. It doesn't matter even if you cook it to uh, a rare, you know, temp. When it goes in that soup, it's going to continue Especially to cook. Especially if you're simmering gonna, it for a while to let the flavors marry. It's going to get well done. I don't want to. Those people can get get out of here. Okay. But uh, my question is, how long does it take? on your Kamado style for that meatball, that two pound meatball to get up to where you want it. Usually about two hours. Okay. So, okay, so we needed it, to give it more time. Yeah. You got to give it about two hours. And then, I mean, you can get crazy. It's cute to kind of like squish it through the grates <laughs> and then that, it kind of breaks it all up. But uh, you know, Jules, I like to give it to Juliet to take her hands and she puts the gloves on and she just crumbles it up and we throw it back in the pot. Nice, oh yeah. Nice. So we didn't do that. Like I said, we took it off because you know, we had to get the kids to bed and we wanted to record and we did want to eat dinner at some point. Um, but let me tell you when I took that loaf, we'll call it a loaf off the smoker. It had, so where we had, I had just seasoned the outside. I didn't like mash it up or anything like that. I just kind of let it stay coarsely ground mm-hmm. and nice and loose. Um, but it had like this crust, the seasoning crust all around it where the smoke had hit it and it had kind of crispied up just a little bit. And I put that in our cast iron. I'd heated, like preheated up the cast iron and started to, uh, you know, brown the meat up. And I called him off the couch. I was like, you have to come smell this. Even though it was pretty much raw in the center, what had happened, the science that happened on the outside of this meatball um, was so, it smelled amazing. And I asked him, I said, you know, all this meat on the inside is unseasoned. Do I need to season this again? But it was so no. like deliciously smelling. No. It didn't need any more. Like, it was so good. That's the thing is with that, with high caliber, it already has such a deep, smoky smell and flavor to it. Yep. And and I think what you, people need to remember, too, is when you're making a, a chili recipe, you can go off the book. But at the end of the day, it's there's a, a thousand different ways you can go to make to make something good, and I think Stacy adapted well on this. We realized we were running out of time. We pulled it off. 
and and ground meat is like a sponge in a smoker. It's going mm-hmm. to suck all that smoke up, and yep. and I feel like we had plenty of depth to it. I'd like to try it a little bit longer. Yeah, I, I feel like that the um, that the pellet smoker is going to give more smoke up front than the than your chart. Well, I, I take that back because you're using those wood chunks. In there. The wood chunks will give you a lot more. So we're, we're using our, typically we're using our Jealous Devil lump hardwood in there. And then just as we're going to put the meat on, I'll throw those chunks in there. So yeah. I'll give it about two or three minutes to let the, you know, the heavy smoke clear out and then throw it in there. But I mean, it soaks it in. When we did it on Eggtoberfest, I, you know, we, we were trying to really try and time it so that, because we only had 30 minutes. So I did one in the morning. And I had the meat finishing just as we were getting ready to go live to do the chili cook live on a Cooper Fest. So, yeah, we had two eggs going and I'm cooking one and I'm closing it down. And I'm telling people, oh, OK, by the power of Instagram, we've now got another one ready over here. So I open it up and I go, let's temp probe it. It should be at 160. And I stick the probe in and it says 140. And I was like, ah! all right, let's just close it. Jules, you got a joke you can tell? Like, you know, <laughs> buy some time. You know, another 10 minutes goes by. I look, it's 145. I was like, you know what? We're just, we're hungry. We're just going to crumble it in and let it cook the rest of the way in the sauce at this point. And it point. will, yeah. And it did. It did. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. All right. What, what fixings are you putting on your chili? I am simply a cheddar cheese and sometimes a few little chopped jalapenos, but mainly just cheddar cheese on the top of it. Okay. And that's it. Finally, finally. Uh, so no Fritos. Great. Joel is well, like a texture fiend. So like he's got to have the use cheese. scoops. As a spoon, so okay. we will serve it on the table with either the Tostitos scoops or the Frito scoops. That's absolutely fantastic. Okay, ooh, uh, ooh, the- as a spoon, and then you get to eat the spoon. That's right. There you go. That's right. Okay. See, I love green, like either jalapenos or green onions. I've got to have like the green, the crunchy, the the little tang. Yeah, mine has to have it on there, and of course, cheddar cheese. Well, um, I for me. I know there's a you can put the sour cream and all this other stuff on there. I am cheese, and I am Fritos. I gotta have a little crunch in there with my chili. You know what I'm saying? I love and, it. But that's where I'm at. I she was she she hit me up. She goes, please put some sour cream on there. I said I want to taste this. Give it a creaminess. I want to, I want to taste all the chili, and I don't want to put that. You know I don't want to cover it up. So tell me how. Good but it that's is. where it is. It's it's an it's what you like. It's an art form. It's whatever you want to put it in. However you want to eat it. My girls will will douse it in sour cream typically because it's too spicy for them when i make it because i'm going cool jalapenos and that cools it down for them yeah all right yeah, it's well, almost like a carrier you just get to do whatever you want with it make like make a little little chili bar and you add whatever you want yeah yeah all right well let's take a break and on the other side we're going to be bringing in a call-in guest brad pros chilies and smoke you know him he's been on the podcast before he's going to tell you about a special chili that he made and we're also going to dive into a few more as well so stick around we'll see you on the other side Woo-wee. boy don't you wish sometimes you had a place that you could go and get the best meat every single time Don't you hate going to the grocery store and having to sift through all the packages just looking for the perfect cut to serve to your guest? Well, guys, you ain't got to do that no more because the TRP crew is about to tell you about Haltman Family Meats. This place up here is out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and they have the best prime cuts you're ever going to get. You want filets? Haltman Family Meat has got it. You want skirt steak? You want brisket? You want ribs? Anything that you need. 
to cook or barbecue, Haltman Family Meats can provide that for you. And the price is amazing, y'all. Not to mention, you can use code TRP21 and save 15% off already amazingly low prices. So guys, right now, head to HaltmanFamilyMeats.com and load up of all the best prime straight from the butcher cuts, never frozen, straight to your door. HaltmanFamilyMeats.com. Use code TRP21. All right, we're back, and we've got our friend with us. We've got Mr. Chili's and Smoke, Brad Pros. Uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Hey, hey. How are you guys? Good to have you back, my man. We're so- good. We're deep into Chili. Um, first, before we go, I want to ask, uh, I know you're a fellow bourbon lover as much as uh, myself, Joel, and Paul are, so um, you having a pour at all tonight? I am, actually. I was waiting on you guys to call me so I could start drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you sipping on, bro? Bardstown Fusion 5. Mm. I'm telling you, that's, that's <laughs> good stuff They're right the there. hot talker tonight. I know. Well, I heard Paul was going to be there, so I had to uh, uh, cheer him on. <laughs> Absolutely. We're drinking E.H. Right. Uh, e. Taylor uh, Straight Rye. And, and pa- Paul's getting a good hug from uh, Midwinter's Night's Dram. Dang. Yeah, I want, I want poor number two. So <laughs> he's got two hugs. So, well, dude, all right. So, what we what we talked about in the in the last segment, Brad, we talked about just basic chili. And I got to ask you the same question I asked everybody else here on the podcast: mm-hmm. beans or no beans? No beans. What the heck? Oh. What's going on? Okay. <laughs> Well, I think well, in the topic of I'm in of the, the Southwest. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we have baked beans here, and then we have chili con carne. So, like, they're they're just two different dishes. So, yeah, like your type of chili that you made, the chili con carne with the gochujang and stuff like that. Like, to me, there's a lot going on. Like, I don't feel like beans do I, need to be I that. feel like I am the outsider. I, I, as I am talking more and more about this, I feel like me wanting and loving multiple types of beans in my chili that I'm an outsider. But no, I think it's it's such a broad question. It's like saying, I, I can't even think More of like people what People like it without beans that I'm finding now. They prefer it. With. But <laughs> when you say the word chili, because I'm more, I prefer less beans, but when you say the word chili, you think of meat and beans. Yes, Brad. I do. Yeah. And I don't even put beans in it anymore, but I think that's the image I get in my head. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I admit, you know, my, my parents are from the Midwest, so growing up, my dad would make chili. It was always with ground meat and beans, multiple types of beans. I just don't cook that anymore. Huh. Maybe I'm just not evolved yet. Well, anyway, speaking of evolving. You're a classic man. Uh, you're, that's right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a grassroots kind of guy. But, uh, bro, you cooked a chili here recently that was dark and rich and way outside the box than what I would normally do with chili. And I'm very interested in it. Do you care to break that down real quick? I will say preface. This is one thing we talked about is that chilies are a canvas and you can do anything you want, you know, inside that canvas to make your own type of chili. So, (laughs) well, yeah. So my type is called gochujang chili con carne. So chili con carne, it's essentially vegetables with just the meat. So no beans, and the gochujang is that Korean uh, fermented chili paste. Um, so my goal was really 
uh, I think it was four or five years ago, we had like a chili cook-off at work. I did not make anything for it, but I had a co-worker's chili that just tasted so gritty. And I found out that he had used so many spices in it, didn't really cook them down properly. And I went home and I'm like, man, I don't have a chili recipe. I'm going to make one and I'm going to try to make one with no chili powder. And I was just really determined. Um, I did no research. <laughs> I just started grabbing stuff because I'm really used to you, uh, cooking with chipotle's like out of the can. Yeah. Um, it, so, and I was just getting into Korean barbecue. So I had discovered gochujang, I don't know, maybe six months prior. So I was just messing around with it. And I ended up coming up with this recipe. It truly uses no chili powder. And it feels like a three or four alarm chili. It's it's really cool because the three are the gochujang, jalapenos, and then the chipotles with the adobo sauce. Um, I do use a can of fire roasted tomatoes, mostly just because it's a lot easier than, than roasting them. But those aren't spicy. Those three things, their heat is so different that you feel them all at different times. It's just it's a really back of the throat warming chili and um i first wrote the recipe and posted it i think three years ago i keep making it and advertising it every year I'm, i love watching people make it i, I try to convert them <laughs> i tell you dude it, it's it's i never thought of making chili with no spices well especially because i'm a rub guy but the can't happen tell me the spice level <laughs> <laughs> yeah tell me the spice level on this bad boy so just with my default recipe, it's probably a seven for most people. So I like it spicier and my kids don't eat spicy food. So I generally make it like a nine. So I'll usually add extra chipotle, extra jalapeno, and a little extra of the gochujang. That gochujang is really strong. So if you add too much, it starts to get really salty. So you got to kind of watch that. All right, you got to tell me what, like, what's a nine to you? Because, I mean, a nine to me is... Like, the alarms are going off. Yeah, I, I need milk, and I am, I, and I am <laughs> you know, sweating profusely. Smoke coming out the yes, ears. Yes, yes. If my nose is running, and I have to uh, use three or four Kleenex after I eat a bowl, that's definitely a nine for me. I don't like... I, I don't enjoy eating, like, ghost peppers and Carolina Reaper and stuff. It just... Like it's hot, but I just don't get the flavor. I just don't enjoy it as much. So that's that's why I push it as far as I can before jumping into that realm. I feel you on that, and, and you know, Paul here, that's how he likes his chili. Yeah, he said he wants where, it hot. Where are you at, bro? Or Paul, are you gonna? Are you a nine level guy? I'm I'm a nine level guy for sure. But I think Brad hit the nail on the head right there. You need to have heat, but a flavorful heat. Because if you if some of these guys that throw these ghost peppers and mm-hmm. these scorpion peppers in, into the chili, you're actually burning you're, you're your taste them buds, out. and you, you can't taste the flavors after that. You know, so I I think it's all about layers and layering in more and more layers of flavor and heat. And Brad, that gochujang recipe that sounds absolutely phenomenal, and I'm definitely going to give that one a try. I still have people that will come up to me after seeing a video I did where I was triple searing a Japanese Wagyu steak that I took from <laughs> watching Brad, and they'll say to me, I love that thing that you did. I tried that. I'm like, well, you got to go check out Chili's and Smoke. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's good find, so. 
<laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Every every so often, I make a little bit of sense. <laughs> Dude, I tell you, you live up to your name, though. Chilies and smoke. You got, yeah, you live chilies and you live smoke on about everything you make. <laughs> and I live a lot of tums too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, dude, whenever I make, well, forget chili. Uh, my spice level, I want a tingle and a, 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 a nice. <laughs> tiny forehead sweat i want a mouth aura okay now you guys are are i feel like i am really lacking on my chili game because i got paul and brad here going we want to get punched in the mouth with level nine chili packing heat baby no beans because you know if you're a bitch if you put beans in them and <laughs> punch me in the mouth but let it linger a little bit before you give me the uppercut i guess yeah yes. yes. but like for me man i want just a little little aura i want it to hang out but i want to i always feel like when i get things that are past i would say a level six or seven uh that i'm losing the flavor and maybe that's because of the things that i'm i've used in the past to spice it that way or the uh, other people that i've had like chicken wings for instance you eat you know you'll go get hot wings and you get that, you go to whatever restaurant and you get their their hottest like atomic wing. Like that wing is useless. It's it, To me, it's just all mm-hmm. blowout spice. And, and yep. you guys are talking about being selective in the spice that you put into it, not just saying, hey, I'm going to make this thing hotter. Well, hell. they want like an experience <laughs> out of their bowl of chili, not just a flavor. They want well, like, a full body experience. And, and a big reason why I used or landed on using gochujang because I actually had fermented chilies and tried using that like as a hot sauce base and tried that too. But the gochujang, it also just has like natural MSG. So like even just talking about it right now because I know what it tastes like, I'm like drooling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of form it, does this uh, come in? Is this like coming out of like a tube? Uh, so they do sell it like that um, at most like grocery stores out here. We have a, a Korean community in Phoenix, so we we have it in a lot of grocery stores. They sell it in like a box, and it's really thick. It's like um, like thicker than Dijon mustard. It's 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 pretty thick. That if you even put it in the fridge, it will get it will harden almost. Um, so it's a really really thick paste, which is great for making chili. Because it's a thickener where when you use beans, um, you know, those are a thickener because of the starch. The gochujang actually has rice in it because it uses a, a rice bacteria to make everything so savory. Um, and so because of that, it's awesome for something like this with chili. It's, it's a lot more complex. And then depending on what gochujang you buy, they have different temperatures too. So I actually have um uh medium hot and extra hot so that's how you can also dictate how you want to make the chili con carne okay so for this uh chili con carne you did what what was the uh form of meat that you did did you use like a chuck roast for that yeah i just bought one chuck roast and i cut it into like about half inch cubes maybe a little bigger um and then i sear those off in a dutch oven i make the whole thing just in the dutch oven so you could smoke it if you want to but I got to be honest, a lot of times I just throw it in the oven inside too. So you cube it, then you brown the, kind of sear the little edges so all mm-hmm. all the yep. edges have the yeah. flavory bits on it. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you're kind of done. Yeah, I, I season the chuck roast with just salt and pepper. Um, I'll sear that off, pull it out, sear all the vegetables, 
and um, then I'll, I'll throw the chuck roast back in with all the rest of the ingredients I'll and just let, let it, it roll. Okay, I kind of let it simmer and absorb all the yeah. flavors. Man. Yeah, and it, it'll go, I mean, if you turn it down low, you could do it for three, four, five hours. Um, it just gets more rich, so it's it's really fun. We've got to cook. We've got to cook with goat. We got to try that, Brad. Dude, you never disappoint ever. Well, Stacy was talking earlier about you know be true to yourself with your recipes when you're cooking stuff, and I there there's no more true to yourself cooking than if you go through Brad's blog and check out his website. Right, some yeah. of the recipes that he's got on there from the from the hot wings to the the chili. I mean, like it an is some of the most squid. Un- yeah, it, it's unique <laughs> and it's different and it's brave and it's all delicious so dude oh, yeah. I, I love it i love, I love what you're doing Th- thanks man don't forget to text me your venmo when we're done <laughs> you can text you, I'll, you can text I'll, it to us too I'll, yeah i'll text you mine if you like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what we're giving away here but i'm, I'm game <laughs> well listen man um oh. please tell everybody that's listening real quick um Every outlet that they can find you on because I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted Website. To every, everything. Just tell everybody real quick uh, all your uh, little avenues. <laughs> I'm mostly on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, but I've also got the website where I've got most of my recipes, chiliesandsmoke.com. It's C-H-I-L-E-S for chilies. And then if you look up gochujang, chili con carne, it's right there. Give it a try. Um, and definitely reach out. Let me know what you think. Fantastic, my friend. Well, thank you for coming on and, and, and telling us all about this. We'll be hollering at you soon. This sounds good. Thanks, guys. See ya. So now that we've uh, kind of stepped outside the box with chili, okay, um, I know we've talked different methods, okay? I, th- I think the over-the-top chili is outside the box. You know, I, I think what Brad was doing was outside the box. And I... I I think and you have you have like white chicken chili and and all this jazz and and basically what it ends up to is you have this this thick stew, beans or no beans, whatever you feel like, uh, yeah, no beans, <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but I think for people a lot like chili seems simple, but for somebody that really wants to make a, a really good bowl of chili, it seems kind of daunting. Like Brad's talking about gochujang. Okay, that's that. I don't even know what that thing looks like, you know? That's next level type stuff. I mean, that is, I mean, he's a super creative thinker, outside the box thinker on everything that he cooks. But I was, I think that chili is, it's a good starter recipe where if you just get down the basics of, you know, the key ingredients that you want to put in there, that's what gives you the canvas to be able to grow and expand. And that's why I mentioned to you guys earlier, like I've never made really the same recipe more than once because I just play with it constantly. I don't think I'm ever going to perfect it. But yeah. well, like you never know. But I mean, and I what how I got started on making chili. I think this is a good tip for anybody. You can go out and get one of those pre-made packets. Okay, it tells you what to do on the back. It tells you. It just says, "Hey, here's your meat. You know, brown it. Yeah, yeah, yeah." But you have the packet. But then here's what you need to do: use that packet as your base. There's your foundation of your chili, and start Swap out different beans. Start doctoring it from there. Throw some cinnamon in there. Add some more garlic. Put some red wine. You know, the the the. Beer, whatever, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, exactly. Start doctoring it up, and then once you get that, ooh, well, I've made all this and it tastes good. Then start experimenting with your own spices. And then that's where we went. We started writing things down, and you know, we went from using packet seasonings years ago when we made venison chili to now, you know, we're using Reload. Yeah, using Using our our own, um, our own spices and our own chilies. 
couple other things. I used to be so proud of my little slow cooker chili with the pre-made packs yeah. and a little pack of flour to thicken it at the end. And oh, I'd yeah. be like, this is the that best w- chili you guys have ever had, isn't it? You know? so, <laughs> yeah. oh. And we don't even use thickener. And, and this was thick AF. Adding that flour, dude, that got you going, didn't you? are like, yeah, it's yeah, Look at that magic. With the water and you fill it. I'm like, oh, maybe a little cornstarch. You know, look what I'm doing, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> and then give it to their family and you know they all want to just make you feel good so you know gotta love your family they're like oh this is the best chili ever and yeah like, man now what i think about you know what we're making is so next level from what that was back then but you know they love me so they got to tell me it's great no matter what well, that's why i see i love seeing people share online like how they're making it like their little quick videos and stuff like that for instance something we didn't talk about was a lot of people have secret ingredients that like to go in there like we like to put uh tabasco and red wine in and ours brown sugar um but i saw hooked on barbecue will what do you do he put a chunk of chocolate in his as well as a yingling hershey's beer like a, a, a glug 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 of some beer but then he put some i'm assuming probably like some serious cacao percentage <laughs> cacao, cacao. <laughs> um, it's will so i thought you were gonna say lobster so i'm yeah. so glad you <laughs> yeah. lobster chili, chili. Yeah, um but yeah like we're, you're not putting like a creamy milk chocolate hershey bar chocolate in there like he put in like some cacao uh, a chunk in there and melted it in there a lot a lot of people like those secret ingredients <laughs> you mentioned cinnamon like yeah are there any other I'll put secrets? coffee. Yeah, I mean, I put ground coffee. Oh, uh, coffee grounds in there. okay, I like so, that. So, yeah, in fact, one, one of the rubs that I used to season up the meat is like an ancho chili coffee rub that I will do, you know, with the with That's the meat, right. which just, it's a fantastic. And you can just throw in a couple, you know, a couple tablespoons of ground coffee yeah. and it'll give you that. It is definitely. it'll keep you up. Yeah, That's it right. gives you a bold flavor and like a depth to your chili yeah i like that i want a little bit of coffee in there oh yeah mm. oh, never, had that before. There. never had that before mm. <laughs> no that's not that's that's it get after it you know freaking experiment and try different things you might have I, i'll tell you my, what got me into wanting to perfect my chili is i went into a my uh this is before i met stacy it was my church's chili cook-off and I brought my uh, my venison chili, and my buddy of mine that was there, he was like, I was all excited about yours, but it kind of sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? You know, he's and then, like, like, cue the Rocky music. He like, mean, goes into training. Straight in the kitchen. Chili training. I did. I went into this chili training. And uh, I will tell you, I'll say this, man. I'd put my bowl of chili up against a lot of people, you know. We should maybe try to make that happen one day. Get that Brad and Paul, just you know, get a white lot and make chili. But you know, then we we'll have like a little juggernaut session of a chili chili contest. Listen, Jeremy would have been very upset with me because I did cheat when I did my chili the other day and I used garlic paste because I, I was out, I was out of it's so convenient. He's used to it. He's used to and it. It's smooth. You know what got us into using that was because Joel didn't like the little crunchies of minced garlic in there, so well, we ended I, up getting the smooth paste. I'd put minced garlic into my chili and then I'd get a big bite and I can't. It's like like a little pop, you know. Well, you got to be careful because it burns so so fast. Yeah. So if you throw that in there while the oil's super hot and you're doing the onions, the garlic will turn like rock hard and. Yeah. yeah, so we put it in actually with the soup as it's heating up, and then it just kind of like melts. We do everything else, and then after the soup is all filled up, that's when we put the the garlic paste in. Which and, it kind of does have a raw flavor it, to it, I'll but let it, it cooks. Stir around, baby, and get all nice and smooth. Oh. A little bit more. 
Speaking of smoothing up in there, let's take a break. And on the other side, <laughs> we'll get straight into Reload Recommends, y'all. Stick around. We'll see you in a minute. Alright y'all, so we are back from the break and we're going to drive straight into that segment you've been waiting for, which is Reload Recommends. We recommend things to y'all that are cool and badass. With that being said, let's roll straight into Reload Recommendations Recommendations from Reload Yeah, baby Alright You see I got, in, I got into it. I feel that. I can feel it. Is it, is it in your skin? I, like. I think you like sprayed on Paul all the way to New York. It wouldn't be a good one if I didn't. <laughs> all right, so let's let's roll things off right now. We're going to start things off with Paul, hit things up with me, and round things out with Stace for Reload Recommend. So, Paul, what you got, brother? Sure, sure. So it's funny. We were talking earlier. I was talking a little bit about the uh, bourbon barrel smoke blocks, which I'm going to send you guys, which is one of my one of my favorite uh, tools uh, in yeah. toolkit for grilling. So you got to check that out. But one of my other absolutely favorite things that I like to use is the Trompo King. I don't know this. if you guys have seen this yet, but this is all about kind of vertical cooking. And so having a wife who is Greek and you know trying to find the perfect. I have to say gyros because if I say gyro, you know, she'll come out of nowhere and I'll say, I've always wondered. So, uh, hey, I'm not gonna lie. I've always wondered what the correct saying was. So it is not gyro. It is gyro. Gyro. I can't Yiro. even say your last name right. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so so I mean, picture this. I mean, it's 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 a metal tray with mm-hmm. a spike on. Mm-hmm. As simple as that sounds, it just allows you to be able to stack meats. And we've done chicken, we've done pork, and they now have a, a mini version of this. So. Juliet and I are going to do little jewels on a grill. We're going to do a, a dual Trumpo King cook this week where we're going to do some chicken shawarma and Ooh. some gyros. And, you know, people have been vertically cooking for, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, you know, back to cavemen. But I, Let's I go. think this. Yeah, it takes it to, to a whole nother level where you can marinate. We'll marinate chicken in like yogurt and seasonings and spices and then just stack it all on there in the smoker and slice it all off into some pita. And so, so you're always yeah, would, slicing. You slice it down, yeah, but okay. uh, so, you know, into the pan that's on the bottom, which is all full of the juices that have been cooking in there. So let me ask you this. Is this does this thing spin or is it just sitting in the smoker? It just sits in the smoker. It is a metal pan with a pin, and it just sits there. I can make venison. Oh yeah. Slice or thinly slice like your venison roasts, like your sirloin football steaks. Like because so he typically takes like their sirloin cuts, big cuts, and will like season them up, and he'll uh, smoke it on the smoker, and then uh, cook it to like a medium rare because it is lean. Thinly yep. slice it for sandwiches. We made what if you thinly sliders with them? It's fantastic. What if you thinly sliced them, marinated it, seasoned it up, and stabbed it Stack all through this, and then did a venison with this trombo king? Son of a biscuit! Holy moly! Let's do it. So it's funny that you said I could make this because you know it's fun. One of the other reasons why I love the trombo king is it's a, it's a small business, and it, the guy who owns it is a big supporter of the Pauly Strong Foundation. Let's go. This guy, Gnome Weiss in Florida, I mean, he makes these things, and they are phenomenal. And he's done a bunch of videos where he's showing the original Trumpo King 
and then the knockoffs that show up on Amazon that people have made and tried to tried to sell their versions of it, and they're always flimsy and they we don't fall like apart. knockoffs. Nah, Com- complete piece of crap. But uh, I mean, the one that they sell is the legit original, and I actually got it as a Christmas gift probably three or four years ago before I even knew the guy who owned the company and before he even became a supporter or a fan of ours. And so I was a user of this before I met him and it's one of the just the coolest, un- most unique different things that we've gotten to cooking arsenal. Let's Absolutely go. right. Let's, check it out. Let's buy a Trumpo King. Let's throw it on the smoker. Oh, we've got to do it with venison. Yeah. And make some freaking what's it? Venison uh... Venison gyros. Gyros. Yeah, you can make okay. some El Pastor. So Al Pastor is something that I have tried to perfect for years. And actually, Trumpo King has their own. His sons have made their own rubs. And, you know, it's not not a reload rub, but it is. They have their own Al Pastor seasoning, um, which you just add a little bit of orange juice to into the mixture. And it is out of this world with some pork. We'll have to get some of that. So we follow follow Trumpo King. Reload Rub does. They don't follow us. What? So we're going to have to change that. I'm not buying oh, it Oh, snap. No. All right, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'll call him up now. Call That's him. Right, you better tell. do it. Hey, better they, he's going to miss out. No, that sounds awesome. We're going to have to get our hands on that. All right, so. Sure. So listen, real quick. You always say you listen to our show and then you're like buying the recommends. Well, now like we want these barrel proof blocks. Uh-huh. We want a Trumpo King. We want Gucci Chong. Uh huh. Stacy, I have a box that I haven't opened yet since, or I should say, I have. I've opened it. I haven't unpacked it yet since we moved in. That still has peanut butter powder, small <laughs> waffle makers. You know, listen, I have. I have taken the slot dog out of the box though since we moved yeah. in. Yeah. Hey, You've got to get into those. Is that box labeled Reload Recommends? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. My wife has labeled it random kitchen shit that Paul will never use. <laughs> no, you will use it. I'm telling you. You've got oh, to. Oh, man. All right. Well, I want to jump into my recommends this week. Y'all know it's hunting season. You know that's what I'm living and breathing right now. And I want to recommend a knife company that I own a couple of their knives. It's called Havilon. Now, if you haven't heard of Havilon Blades, they have came up one of the first ones to come up with this cool concept of replaceable blades. So instead of having to resharpen your blade, or if you get into something really nasty, having to wash it, it's surgical steel. It's like a scalpel. That sucker pops right off. It is the sharpest blade I've ever put my hands on. I'll tell you that much. And they have all these different variations of them. And one of the new ones that I want to get that I haven't got yet is the Havilon ready it's more of a pocket knife style so i have the barracuda and the piranta which is a thin scalpel style blade they fold up they fit in your pocket they're light they're they're great little blade for skinning and butchering but this uh havilon ready is more of that that wider thicker bladed steel it's 50 bucks they got it in different colors man and i can't wait to get my hands on one of them but i'm telling you if you are somebody that is likes to process butcher and just wants a good sharp knife you can take out in the field and you don't have to worry about ever keeping it sharp because it has replaceable blades Havilon is what you want to go after so that's my recommendation for this week Stace why don't you bring us home girl all right guys I've got another uplifting fist pumper of a song all right uh, tonight um, this week's Reload Recommends is a song by Swedish DJ and record producer Avicii oh. and singer songwriter Nicholas Furlong it's written as an ode to his father this is the nights. One day my father, he told me, son, don't let it slip away. He took me in his arms, I heard him say, when you get older, your wild heart will live. 
gets better from there too. Ah, I like that. I almost song. got up and did the Running Man, but then I remembered that I'm getting old and I might pull a hip. <laughs> I mean, we were all jamming and dancing, and I wish I had flipped open my like camera. I flip flipped open. I'm not. Yeah, like, yeah. What is this? The '90s. <laughs> Flipped open, but yeah, uh, I thought that fit well on our playlist. It always uplifts me. It's just a song that's positive, and I love that song. A nice reminder to these are the nights we will remember, you know, because they say you always talk about the good old days, and these are the good old days. That's the damn truth right now. Don't get Don't me let down. Let pass you by. Yep. Don't let me get me down that rabbit hole either. So, all right, but speaking of reminders, I want to remind everybody real quick. We do have that giveaway that's going on. If you go to ReloadRub.com, any purchase at ReloadRub.com gets you entered to win the cooler, the meat package, and our full line of seasoning. So, don't forget to get in on that, guys, because it's not going to last very long. Paul, brother, man, dude, you're awesome. You fit straight into this host role. We're going to have you back many, many other times. But tell everybody real quick uh, where they can find you and all that jazz. Guys, I, I appreciate being able to join you guys. You guys do such an amazing show, and I'm just glad it could be a small part. You can check me out on Instagram at Big Paul on the Grill. Also, running the Pauly Strong Foundation to raise uh, much needed funding for childhood cancer research at paulystrong.org and at paulystrong on Facebook and on Instagram. And don't forget, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell y'all to check out Little Jewels on the Grill, my 11 year old, soon to be 12. Oh, she's getting older, baby. The paella <laughs> princess. Yeah. The paella princess. I'm I like that. I, yeah, she did an event with me. We did an event this weekend, and she was right by my side, churning out pizzas in the Gosney like a champ. So you're, you're creating yeah, a monster, bro. Uh, yeah. Tell me about it. You know, I'm gonna miss it though. You know, I realize now she's she's almost twelve. She's starting to get like friends, and you know, wanting to hang out. I'm like, Jules, you gonna come cook with me? And she's like, No, you know, we're gonna go ride our bike to the stores and go have sushi together. And I'm like, What? Where are you going? Ah, like, what? I don't want to hear it. My kids are eight and five, bro. I'm right behind you. <laughs> Shoot. Oh. Yeah, I got a 14-year-old, you know, going on 40, and then, you know, Jules <laughs> turned 12 in June. So, you know, I, I, I take every little bit that I can. So I just love them both to death. So Amen, fantastic. Man. Amen. All right, y'all. Well, look, that's it for the podcast. I want to ask you guys right now to go on there and leave us a five-star review. If you like what you hear so we can keep doing what we do. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to That Reload Podcast anytime, anywhere. Love y'all. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. Peace. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. Thank you.